Welcome to today's Sticks and Dirt KidMed podcast. It's a Christian-based kids ministry broadcast for the family of teachers, volunteers, and like creative soul winners, sharing experiences and experiments. I appreciate it. Uh, welcome back once again to sticksanddirtkidman.com. Actually, again, there I go. I did it again. You're not at you're not at sndkidman.com. You're at uh, the Sticks and Dirt podcast. So uh, forgive me that. It's early morning for me. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night and um, did a lot of did some studying yesterday and wanted to um, share with you some things that just. Come up to me as I just doing some random study on some things, chasing some other stuff relevant to myself, and come across some things that's not really new stuff, but <clears throat> is relevant to us right now and kind of dovetails uh, what I talked about in the previous episode. Um, again, uh, during quarantine here and at home, um, doing a recording here for the uh, podcast here. SNDKidman.com is our website, and um, you'll go there and um, take a look around there for whatever reason. I don't know why, because probably because you don't have nothing else better to do right now. If you're listening to this, you can probably take a look at that at the same time, because uh, we're all sitting home, kind of doing not a whole lot right now. And um, so I want to talk about uh, some things today. Um. <clears throat> uh, I know yesterday, yesterday, well, technically it was yesterday for me, but the previous episode uh, talked about um, how sometimes in kids' ministry, a lot of people out there are by themselves in this, working alone and uh, whatnot. And it just so happens I come across some things that uh, I remember hearing this years ago. And like I said, this is nothing new, but there's a lot of Bible reference here uh, about uh, people in the Bible, great men of God who have. Um, Worked by themselves and experienced their own pandemics, uh, if you will. And um, I kind of call this episode here the uh, seven pandemics in the Bible. And uh, not really pandemics in the measure that we talk about it today, but a personal pandemic. And uh, before I proceed in this, you may wonder what's this got to do with kid ministry? Um, honestly, right now, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Um, uh, because we're all confined in our homes for the most part, and we're not out there ministering face-to-face to our kids. Um, doesn't it seem like to you that if you are trying to put material out there online to your kids, it still feels like I'm preaching to an empty audience. I'm just out there talking in the air. It feels like that. It is awkward when you do that. And such as, as I am doing this right now, doing this podcast by myself, um, I go by in sheer faith that someone will 
uh, listen and glean something great out of this and, and something uh, good for their soul and their life. Uh, that's all I got to go by. So here I do this. But we do the same thing when we minister online uh, through our social medias to our kids, of which we don't know how many are actually watching it or actually catching what we're doing. And by faith, we still put that word out there. We're still throwing that seed out there. Well, you know what? That's, that's a good thought. That's, uh, the, the parable of the sower is just like us uh, putting the word out there online. It's like us giving the word any given Sunday with an audience there um, that, you know, at any church service. Um, but even more so when we are uh, talking you know, on a pre-recorded format or a, um, a live feed on the Internet, and uh, you know, talk about the parable of the sower. You know, we are throwing seed out there, and uh, truly, without a doubt, the seed that we put out there, uh, a lot of it, because not everyone catches it. Not everyone's following. Not all your kids are on your Facebook page. Not all the parents are saying, "Hey, kids, there's something new on your kids' church page. Come watch it." Uh, unfortunately, they're not all doing that. We can't make them. But um, uh, and then, then again, there are some out there who you have 100% on board that's following you and helping you out uh, on your social media for Kid Church, and that's great. That's a blessing. But not everyone is, is, is there. Uh, you, would, you would think they are, but we, we proceed anyway. And so um, I'm looking at situation here, and uh, uh, we're putting stuff together and, and trying to make things happen as we go along. And again, it feels like uh, you're preaching to an empty audience out there. You're really wondering, is anyone listening? Are my kids really listening to what our staff puts together online and uh, what we put out there for them? And so uh, I want to bring to your attention here, uh, again, seven Bible heroes uh, that, you know, we are not alone. And, and how, what they went through... Uh, I'm just going to make a quick condensed version of this, so don't think we're sitting down for a two-hour program here. God forbid. Um, so I'm going to go through seven people in the Bible who experienced what I like to call their own pandemic. Probably not so much of that. That's probably the wrong way to say it, but they experienced their own confinement, their own quarantine, personal quarantine. Um, it's just a different perspective and way of looking, you know, when they faced their own uh, issues and problems in life and, and living for God in their time, how they found themselves tra trapped inside uh, these issues by themselves. And so there was depression and loneliness that they, that they struggled with. And let, let's, let's not kid ourselves, depression is in the Bible. We don't see the word uh, in there really a lot at all, except in uh, translations. You'll see it, tra the word translated into depression. But the, the words that you want to look for are, are take note of are words that are uh, brokenhearted, uh, troubled, uh, miserable, uh, despair, um, mourning, being downcast. Those words could relate uh, to being depressed. And when you, when you see those words, it, it's good to notice because when, when you experience depression in, in any degree, <clears throat> excuse me, and you, and you read the Bible and, and you go through these stories, you need to take note that there are people in the Word that, that went through the same stuff, and it helps you have a connection and feel a relevancy to this. And I know it helps when you talk to people today that's been through things, and it also helps when you read uh, about our Bible heroes that they've been through it. So 
I feel like today, I, you know, and probably, you know, I know the last podcast and probably a couple more ahead of us until we all get back into, you know, are able to get back together with everyone else and get back to normal. Uh, I feel like these podcasts are for us kid ministers only. It's, I'm not really going to be able to supply you a whole lot with ideas, which I can. I can go there, but it just feels like this is the time that we talk to each other and we listen to each other. And th- maybe this is that moment that, you know, that has been designed to do this. And, and we can do this in any podcast. It just seems appropriate right now and seems fitting. Um, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because some of you are probably saying, Randy, you really need your podcast team back with you, don't you? We can tell you're really lonely out there. Uh, even that may, that might be it, but, uh, I really believe I'm not the only one out here because I am in company with at least seven others, uh, Bible heroes that, um, were there as well. So take that, put that in your coffee cup and drink it. So, uh, here, here, without further ado, let's, let's, let's just go through this list here. And, and when I mention these people's names, you will be able to almost instantaneously relate and know where I'm going with this. So as you're teaching out there and you're putting online pro, uh, broadcast to your kid's church, uh, or you're doing any kind of effort out there and hopefully that your kids are receiving this, and you have really no idea for the most part, <clears throat> and so you could, you'll experience a loneliness. You'll, feel it, you'll experience your own confinement other than being confined in your house physically. Uh, David, for, matter, uh, for instance here, he was troubled. Uh, there was a couple times in his life. There there's a couple times where his sons had died, and we know that he was experiencing despair and undoubtedly some form of depression. And when he lost his sons, uh, yeah, he pulled himself aside, and he has scriptures. Uh, David was a, was a man of in, uh, integrity, and he he was, he didn't hold back talking to God. He didn't, he didn't, and all these people that we talk about here, they didn't hold back in telling God how they felt. And that's very key in our personal lives, that when we feel the, this way, when we feel certain uh, emotions and stuff, that we talk to God and let Him know how we feel. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being angry with God. I've been angry with God before. I've yelled at God. I've gotten mad. Not that I knew better. I, just, I was just angry. And um, I've got Bibles for that as well. But David said, uh, and I got my Bible verses here because I can't quote them uh, by memory, but I had to put them down here. He said in Psalms 38 and 4, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Uh, Why are you uh, downcast on my soul? Why so disturbed within me? So why is my soul disturbed? Why is my soul depressed maybe within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He said that in Psalms 42 and 11. And so we, we see where David was experiencing a time when he was confined, uh, when he was weak, and he was uh, uh, probably wanting to give a hope to a certain point, and he struggled a lot because of his son's death. And, we, and that's the time in his life when he went through that. Time I think about, mostly, I think David was probably feeling the loneliest, uh, was when he parted ways with his best friend, Jonathan. Um, that's probably not mentioned that way a lot, but I, I can almost, you know, I know what it's like to have a good friend and then you move away. We experience that as children a lot. And, uh, when we experience it, as we get older, uh, we depend upon having a good friend in life. And when you have to part ways for whatever reason, 
uh, if your job pulls you away to another state or things just come to end of your friendship and, and you leave and you split and go ways, it's you feel and you have that little season of loneliness because you don't have that person you can confide into and talk with. So um, there's things there that you can, um, you know, that's a moment when you need to call out to God. That's the time when you need to, you know, don't be afraid to tell him, you know, I was done wrong or, you know, he betrayed me, whatever it might be. Just let God know and pour that. It's good therapy. It really is. And, uh, you know, or whatever the situation, why might it cause that? Whatever may have caused that to happen, uh, bring it before God. Uh, Elijah was the same way. Um, we hear that talked a lot, how Elijah was discouraged and he, he was afraid. I mean, you know, uh, the threats from Jezebel, you know, that she was after to kill him. And, uh, and he, he ran and hid. And he, he was in his personal confinement. He was by himself, literally by himself, to the point and, uh, that he was feeling so defeated and worn. And he sat down and he prayed these words in six, uh, what is it, Kings 19 and 4. He said this, this is Elijah talking, this is the man of God, this is the man who, you know, the miracle man. He said, I have had enough, Lord, take my life, I am not better than my ancestors. First Kings 19 and 4, Elijah was wanting to die. Elijah was wanting to, you know, God just stop me from breathing. Have you been there before? I've been there. I've, I've experienced, I've said those things. I haven't said them because I knew at the time that, you know, these men in the Bible did it. I wasn't trying to copy that. Just I, at my own life, my own experience, things I've went through, I've said this stuff multiple times. And as I grew and, and uh, listened to the word more and read into it, I come across it and I, and I read that Elijah, you, you know, you wanted to die. And so you feel, you know, you feel a little bit better. You know, you don't feel so alone. You don't feel like you're a weirdo. And if you're feeling that today, or if you had recently, or you sense that it's around the corner, don't think you're a weirdo. Don't think you're backslid. Don't think that you're about to lose out with God, okay? You're experiencing some emotions and some in these situations around us. This pandemic is our Jezebel. Uh, this pandemic is the loss of David's sons. Uh, this pandemic, to some of us, is a loss of a good friend. It's, it's kind of, in a perspective of that way, it, they all box us in, they all confine us to a place where we're facing a problem, and we really don't know how to get out of it. Uh, Jonah was the same way. This, talk about a man who was by himself. Uh, now, he, when his pandemic, when his confinement came, he, he ran away from it. He tried to run away from it and go somewhere else. And still, in the process of him running away, was still confined. And he was confined and, 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 and fleeing as far as he could get away from the call of God in his life. He was running from God wanting him to do something good. He wasn't running away from someone trying to kill him. Uh, he wasn't cooped up underneath a tree somewhere in a cave, crying because he lost people in his family. He just, his story was different. He had wanted nothing to do with going to Nineveh. He wanted out of this picture. And it was the will of the Lord for him to go there. And he found himself confined in the belly of a well to boot. And he himself 
at the very, even after he had finally decided to do what God wanted him to do. And, you know, this, when you read the story, the more you read Jonah, his is, is so peculiar and so different. He, he runs away from God, and then uh, he says, okay, I'll go. And experiences a great revival. People, you know, come to know God, and they repent. And so you would think that he would like, oh, man, God, you were right, man. This is awesome. You know, I'm so sorry for running away. No, at the very end, this is what he's saying in Jonah chapter 4. He gets mad again because um, God's mercy reached out to all the people who turned on him, but instead of rejoicing, Jonah got mad for some reason. And he said, Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. And even after God reached out to Jonah again with great compassion, he responded, I am angry enough to die. Now, have you ever been involved in your kid ministry and got yourself, find yourself confined in a, in a place of your emotions for whatever reason? Something just, things weren't going right. You were struggling, you know, should I be given all this time and effort? Is it really working? Do I really have what it takes? Do I really have what it takes to do this kid ministry where I'm at now? And you get to the point and say, God, I want out of this. And uh, maybe things just seem to flop so much that, <laughs> God, I'm so angry enough I want to die because of working in kid ministry. Maybe not. I have. I've gotten frustrated. Uh, I could go into so many details about it. You might think, you know, I don't understand that. Well, I don't know how long you've been doing it. I don't know how great your world and your life is. Um, I've had some awesome experiences and episodes of my life, but I do have times where it seems like you're hearing nothing but crickets chirp around you. And you feel like everything you do is just, you know, every little, uh, prop you make, every little lesson you make, every, you know, um, thing you initiate in your kid ministry, just for some reason at times it seems like it's, you're just doing this for nothing. And uh, we let that get to us sometimes because we don't see, you know, the results in, in our eyes, I guess. And uh, this is where you just take your faith and keep on going. But don't be afraid to talk to God and, and let him know how you feel. Uh, Job was another man. I'm sure Job was probably should be the number one guy we think of. I mean, that guy was boxing. He was confined and quarantined within just the devastation of a great loss. Uh, he just, this man loses everything. And, and takes on a physical illness at the same time. I mean, loses everything. And uh, talk about suffering. Talk about, you know, uh, being depressed. You know, even his wife, you know, you know what she says. Are you still holding on to your integrity? You know, instead of him saying, uh, I want to die, his wife saying, won't you just die? So, boy, that, to boot that on there. So, but Job maintained his faithfulness to God throughout all this. And he, he struggled deeply through the trenches of pain um, as he looks around and has nothing left. He has nothing, none of his possessions, none of his family. His, his uh, offspring is all gone, and the only people he has is his uh, wife and the messenger, the messengers that came from each of these tragedies, which... It's another message in itself. It's another a note to be worthy at, you know, 
It's just you and the messenger. And sometimes God takes every away from everything away from us, and it's you and a messenger from God. And uh, sometimes God will move stuff out of our life and bring a message to us. In Job's case, it wasn't a great message, but I think the point is saying, you know, sometimes God will move things out of the way so he can bring you a message. And I hope it's a good message to build you up and to help restore you. Uh, Job said this, and uh, I had this in Markdown, in Job chapter 3, a couple of verses there in Job 3, sorry, uh, verse 11 and verse 26. Uh, he too said, Why did I not perish at birth and die as I came in, uh, from the womb? So he didn't want to just die now. He wished he had never been born. And he goes on to say, I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. Uh, it's easy to turn back to Job and say, Job and say, hey, you know, you enjoy this life. Look at the family. Look at all that you had. And now all of a sudden, you think you've got nothing. Well, you had everything going for you. And uh, that's not the way he approached it. His friends did not give him the, the proper uh, attention that he needed, that he was looking for. Uh, Job went on to say in, in chapter 10 here, um, verse 1, he goes, I loathe my very life. Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. So he didn't hold back. He, he didn't hold back in talking to God and saying, this all sucks. This, I, I loathe every part of my life now. Oh, you, you know, you think you do? I mean, what about the parts of your life where you had everything? You loathe that? And so, but when you find yourself confined in these, these atmospheres, these situations, you feel that way and you say this stuff. And, um, but at the end of all these stories, uh, of all these people, it always ends up, you know, God brings them through. And they, it, you know, this too shall pass. These things, we go through it. Sometimes these seasons are a week, you know, could be two, three years sometimes. It, it just depends on what you're going through and what you're, God is leading you through. Moses grieved over the sin of his people. Now, he wasn't, um, you know, he didn't lose something out of his own. Again, he didn't lose his family, didn't lose his possessions. But now Moses was finding himself confined and quarantined over, uh, with grief over the sin of his people when they uh, were sinning and, and worshiping a golden calf. He found himself isolated and confined at the mountaintop. Now there he had experience with God. He received a message. He received the commandments from God. But at the same time, as a leader, as, as a, 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 a pastor of a church, if you will, he found he was the only one uh, interceding for the people of God. And, and that's where I think in my last episode I talked about how the fact is that you as a children's minister, you have more compassion and desire to see your team and your children grow more than anyone else in your team. Or we should. God help us. We we should have that we should have that passion, that call in our life that, you know, God forgive us of our sins. You know, help us to be more focused on you. And, and you know, and our children. So he finds himself confined and alone in this place where he's trying uh to reach out to his people and, and ask God to have mercy on them. Uh Jeremiah, he's a sixth person here. Um he wrestled with uh, loneliness. Now, he, you've always known him to be as the, the weeping prophet. I remember as a kid, uh, you know, learning that every time you hear the word, the name Jeremiah, uh, it's always 
uh, followed by uh, those two words. He was the uh, weeping prophet. And uh, he suffered from a constant rejection of people that he loved. And he tried to reach out to. And God called him to preach. Um, yet, you know, he was forbidden uh, to marry and have children. He, he lived alone. So he didn't have a family. He never had the opportunity to have a family. That when God called him to preach, that he was to, you know, live alone. So he ministered alone. He was poor. He was ridiculed and rejected by the people that he was trying to reach out to and help. And in, in the midst of all this, uh, he just, see, he displayed uh, great spiritual faith and strength. And uh, yet we are able to see the honesty as he wrestled uh, with these things. He seemed to have a, a sense of uh, despair and, and failure about him because uh, when we read in um, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 14, it says this, Cursed be the day that I was born. Why did I ever come out of the womb to see trouble and sorrow and to end my days in shame? And, and I know what you're thinking. You're probably still thinking, what does this have to do with kid ministry? You know, why are we talking about people in the Bible who wanted to die, didn't want to live, depression, blah, blah, blah? Because not only am I feeling what I feel here now, I, I believe there's a lot of people out there that are, that are feeling this, whether they're in ministry or they're just, they're not. They may not even be in church. There might be people in church that just being confined alone can stir this stuff up in people's lives. And, and with the time that we have about us, and we're not trying, and we, we find ourselves so limited in, in occupying with stuff, it's easy to sit and think this stuff and let it creep in, especially if you're by yourself. So if I can reach out to people out there, uh, you know, because I know there's families out there where your kids are gone and it's just you and your spouse at home. Or maybe you're a single person and you're working kid ministry and uh, you're on a job furlough. Maybe you're not working now and you can't be around too many people too much anymore. And this stuff is just there. It's going to happen uh, to some degree. And we need to be reminded of what the Bible says and know how these people, uh, these great men of God that we look up to, these Bible heroes, that they... Are heroes because they face the same things you and I are facing, and there, there's we shouldn't feel left out through all this. We shouldn't feel like we're weirdos and uh, we, you know we got mental problems and stuff like that. However, I might have some, but uh, the the fact that we go through these things um, is very synopic to what people of the Bible did, and this brings me to my last one, which of course was Jesus. Uh, we, we know he was by himself an awful lot. I think that probably the... the I, I see two notable times where Jesus was alone, literally alone. And I believe the first one we kind of draw to was when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying by himself. And his disciples were off out there with him, awful ways, but still fell asleep. And he would go back and wake them up and say, hey, why aren't you with me in this? And so, um, and I know sometimes we think about Jesus because he, he was, he's God. And we think, oh, that might be, it was different. He could handle it. He was still flesh. He was still man. He still experienced what we experienced through. So he didn't want to die. 
And he, he just knew death was, he knew it was inevitable. He, he even, he pray, while the other men in the Bible were praying, God, I want to die, I want to die, Jesus was, his, his left was saying, I know this is going to happen because it's, it's the will of my Father. But if it's, if it's your will to take this away from me, please don't let this happen to me. I don't want to go through this. But he knew it was going to happen. So he, when everyone else uh, in the Bible said, I want to die, Jesus was saying, I don't want to, but I need to. And there, was, there was a purpose. Uh, his blood was going to be a sacrifice. Um, no one else's blood could be a sacrifice but his. Another time I think about when Jesus was alone was when he was tempted. Uh, he was alone there, just him and the devil. And just, just so you know, that when you're alone and, and you face depressing moments, whatever, whatever confines you, whatever depresses you, the devil's there right with it with temptation. And we, we know the story how Jesus was tempted three times by the devil uh, during those times that he was by himself. Of course, Jesus was fasting and praying and seeking the will. And, you know, the devil will come anytime, especially if you're praying or fasting and, and trying to seek God's will. He's going to come and tempt you to do certain things and go certain ways and change your mind about stuff. And, um, and so just, just know that, you know, whenever you, these times come to you and this, this happens, um, just remember these stories and the, the historical facts in the Bible of, of men in the Bible that, uh, went through the same things, if not even worse. I mean, how many of us have someone chasing after us right now, literally to kill us? We don't have that. I mean, uh, we have, you know, we have other things chasing us right now. We have, you know, the, the unemployment and the job loss and losing our possessions and everything, you know, uh, and, and we could be losing our health out here. Um, so those things are chasing us. But some of these guys in the Bible are going through a lot more stuff than, than we ever did. And so if they made it without the Holy Ghost inside them, we, we can make what we're going through with the Holy Ghost inside of us. Now, with all that being said, um, you, you, again, you may not be someone who uh, are, are facing these things. You may be someone who's not experiencing these problems like this. And, um, but be aware, there could be someone in your kid ministry, it could be someone in your church and your family who are going through this right now, and they are experiencing this stuff. You may not even know that they're going through this right now. And so, uh, you know, just be sensitive and to be, to be a lending hand, be a helping hand. Reach out with a phone call, a text, or an email, something like that. Um, you know, be notable of people in your ministry that, that could be that could be like that. You know, maybe you know someone that, that's on your team that uh, you've noticed there's been depression in their lives before in times past. And, and just be aware that during this time right now, that while we're confined at home, they could be battling things right now. And, and you could be the person to, uh, uh, again, like I say, we're not ministering to other children. Right now, we need to be ministering one to another because we need to be on the other end of this when, when we're done. I, and I know we will be. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make it, and we're gonna get through this, and we're gonna be back in our kids' church again someday, and, and going back in full swing. So, uh, in the meantime, we it doesn't mean we're not fighting any battles. I mean, we're fighting probably more battles now than we have been in a long time. So, I don't know. Again, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm by myself in this. I don't know. So, anyway, enough said for all that, and. Um, so, you know, uh, I wish I could talk with people and find out, uh, you know, what are you doing out there with your kid ministry? This is what we're doing. 
we're always, it seems like every Sunday we're doing something kind of completely different for our online uh, service for our kid. It's all pre-recorded. Uh, we're not, we've never done nothing live per se. Um, we just kind of do our side. We kind of send out assignments every week and, uh, we kind of go with whatever is kind of there and looks good. We don't really have a template yet as far as a, a patterned, um, uh, online, uh, video service every week. It's kind of something different. Our very first one we did was actually a little, uh, a good half hour drama of us actually being quarantined inside a church when it's before the, uh, uh, quarantine was really being uh, pushed a lot. We did a little funny little episode of five or six of us that we we pretended that we were locked inside of our kids' church and couldn't go nowhere, and we had a little 30-minute episode of that, and that was the first thing we did, and so there was a lot of work put into that, um, so we um, made a little movie there. The second time, we, we did more of a, a pattern thing where we did stuff from home. Uh, we, we did some challenges to the kids, some small stuff, and then, uh, you know, hey, build a fort in your house, put the video on here, um, you know, give us your own version of your new, your own action song. Give us your, some action, create some actions for a song you like and share it with us and um, got some engagement out of that. Then we did a, um, everyone did their own video assignment at the house, at their own home and emailed it uh, to me and we made a little montage. Had one person do a, talk a lesson, one person do a craft, I would do a magic trick, and then uh, put a little action song video clip in there or something and just compress it all together for a one video file. That would run 45 minutes or so, and so we would put that out there. Uh, this week we're doing, I, um, uh, have, have you seen the uh, John Krasinski Good News, the, uh, I forget the SNG or something like that, SGN, um, uh, he's doing from his house. The guy who worked, uh, who played a uh, Jim on the um, the Office, and you've probably seen his viral videos. I mean, he's he's making good news reports, and uh, uh, of course, this is nothing new. We've seen people do this before, but we're all quarantined, and he's John Krasinski, so <laughs> it's naturally going to go viral. So he does these little twenty minute episodes every week, uh, bringing you nothing but good news out there and people that's responded to him on Instagram and everything. And he's given out good news reports, what's happening out there in our country and the people responded to him. And so our Kidman team, as we got a, did an online um, brainstorming, we, you know, my daughter actually was the one who brought it back up and said, Hey, won't we do something like that for our kids? And so automatically I went with that. I said, let's do it. So that's what we're doing now. Our uh, news anchor was going to be a puppet and, um, We've assigned three, I think three other or four other people to make their own ass homework assignment, um, make their own video broadcast. The puppet will be the anchor, and he will go to the remote, and and then our screen will switch from the puppet, which is the anchor's desk, and we'll go to, uh, let's say, Travis on our team. Him and Amanda are doing a, um, a little report on a... Uh, um, it's actually a, their joke segment, what they're doing. They're telling their jokes. So doing a report at a uh, convention where they're doing, it's a joke convention. I can't remember how it's done, but that's, this is what they're doing. They're making a video on doing a, a news report on how this convention is going about uh, making jokes and stuff, joke telling and stuff. So that, uh, it's just kind of a little funny segment. Then we have someone who's going to be doing a weather report for us and um, um, 
they'll actually tie into, you know, I said tie it into a Bible story that involves weather. You know, Jonah was in a stormy situation when, you know, and Jesus was in a, in a boat when there was a storm. Or you can talk about the storms of life. Um, uh, you can tie in, do a weather report of some sorts and, you know, kind of intertwine that in there somehow with it as we go along. And each little segment, each little report is tied into a biblical reference, somehow a note of encouragement um, within that. So I don't know how any of this is going to turn out. I just know that these are their assignments, and I'm anxious to see what they turn in. And then our news anchor puppet will be um, bringing you the news and these reports um, to the kids. So uh, the idea kind of spawned off of that, and that's what we're doing this week. For our children so actually tonight their their videos are due to be in and i'll be working on that all day on saturday to put it all together and uh um i'd be glad to share it on the snd facebook page or the instagram once we get that done and produce it we'll put it out there and share it with you uh give you an idea to work with as well and so i'm still looking on instagram and and things and looking at other kid ministries and seeing what they're doing and always looking for new ideas out there um that we can experiment with while we're doing this. We may be in this for another two months. We might be in it for another two weeks. Who knows? So, so far the report is that uh, there's going to be some uh, uh, some release out there as far as the president allowing us to go ahead and do some um, uh, social interaction out there. Open up a few restaurants and the churches and with uh, some strict guidelines to go by. So that thing's, that stuff's happening now and we're excited. And to see that happen and start to turn around and hope it continues to do so. And God blesses us through that. So thank you so much for joining us today and uh, for bearing with me in my monotone voice the last 35 minutes or so. And uh, God bless you immensely for that and for staying in touch with us on our podcast. And we look forward to being back with you guys. Also, on a parting note, we will be talking about an app that um, Justin. Um, he got, he's the man who does our media. Uh, he's going to share with us an app that we can use on our laptop or um, phone. It is not House Party. It is not Zoom. It is way, way better. And I want to save that for an episode. The, the quality, audio quality is unbelievable. This is something great that you and your Kidman staff can do. If you want to do something online uh, to get with your team and discuss things, this is so much better because when you mess with Messenger and Facebook Live and stuff like that, you, you got so much relay and back feed and, and the clarity is not there. All those apps are all the same. Uh, what Justin has brought to us is, is phenomenal, and I need to share that with you, and I hope that we can do that in another episode or two and pass that information to you to use, especially during a time like this. And even if it's not used during a quarantine, you can use it other times in life, and all during the winter time when it's snowy and you need to get in touch with your team, have a meeting or whatever, or emergency meeting without meeting at the church, you can do this online. Um, it, it's very, very good. Quality's great and it's free. So we'll talk about that soon. God bless you. I'm out of here, and uh, God bless you and your kid ministry. Cause it makes me feel Seems we just get started And before you know it Guess it's time